Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Right, very, very happy indeed to be welcoming Reza Safa Park to Headliner Radio. Yeah, hi Teresa, how Thank are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm uh, in Bergen and it's snowing outside and I've just found this little museum that I've sat myself in and I'm ready to do the interview. Yeah, so tell me about this museum. Which museum are you in? I'm not really sure though, because I just got, I just found a place to go, but it's really nice, but I don't really know. I think it's modern art. It must be. Amazing. Uh, uh-huh. And what brings, so you're from Oslo, of course, and what brings you to, is it Bergen, did you say? Yeah. I just, uh, my friend just moved here. She studies um, art uh, history in one of the best schools here, actually. So uh, I, because of Corona and everything, it's Things are a bit slow. We're opening for fully, fully in like 10 days. So in the meantime, it's kind of, everything's a bit slow. And so I thought, okay, I'll just do a, week, a weekend uh, trip. Yeah, I mean, how's that been, particularly in Norway? Have you been able to move around much more recently? Yeah, how's it been a in bit, that regard? A especially bit lately. Well? Yeah, performing-wise, not very much. Uh, <laughs> it's still a bit, I mean, a lot of concerts also from artists, uh, international artists, have uh, cancelled their shows in Oslo. And I don't really know why, because they seem to do the whole Europe trip, but then just Oslo is cancelled. <laughs> it really sucks, because mm. we're burning just to hear live music again, and we're burning to play, because we can play, but for some reason, international artists don't want to come, which is really sad. Mm. <laughs> no, totally. Um, if, would you mind if I could just get you to kind of introduce yourself? Because it's really interesting, like some people know your music, some people know you from... Netflix is Ragnarok, and I'd just love to know how you got into both acting and music and how you found your way to this artist project and that show and how it's all yeah. come together, yeah. Well, I've I've done both at the same time, kind of. It's always kind of gone hand in hand. Um, and they, 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 they have the same, I mean, acting and music is kind of the same performance style, but in a different way. So it's like, yeah, I really think that both um, arts are kind of like a performance of emotion in some some sense or like a, at least a communication of emotion um mm-hmm. with acting being the more kind of extrovert part i think and music for me at least is more the introvert because i kind of i like to write alone and i like to dig a bit deeper into things when i when i do music but i've always kind of been i've done both um mm-hmm. sometimes they don't really go hand in hand but they kind of do but sometimes with wrong rock and everything it's very uh, people know me mostly from that yet um hopefully maybe that will change i don't know but uh, it's kind of hard to because it's a very different character i play in rung rock um as opposed to the character i am with my music so uh, mm. yeah how, how is it growing up as a creative person in in norway I just as i get older i become more i've never been to scandinavia but i become more fascinated with it you know this amazing artistic output it has you always hear about the amazing quality of life people seem to have there, but it's also this freezing cold place at the same at the same mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how was it as a sort of actor, musician, um, and just for life in general? A very, very tight knit community uh, in general, but especially in the arts, um, uh, both in acting and music. Um, music wise, I feel like there's definitely a certain style that is more prominent with like pop music rather than other genres that I'm more interested in, jazz and soul and R&B and stuff like that. Even though I do make pop, but it's kind of like indie pop kind of thing. I don't even know what I make, but um, not, I'm mostly inspired by other genres uh, that aren't the prominent genre 
that we export. Um, so uh, right now I feel like it's kind of a bit maybe finding finding your place because the community with my genre and my style is very very small. So I'm mm. I, I have been intrigued in looking moving or having um, partners uh, outside of Oslo or Norway because I think that that could have been beneficial. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like Scandi pop and even just Norwegian music in general is having such a huge moment. Right now, I'm a huge fan of Aurora and Sigrid's just absolutely mm. blowing up. Yeah, it's, mm. it's really interesting. I wonder why it's now in particular that this... Obviously, you've had Bjork in the past and all these other artists, but um, yeah, mm. do you agree? that Does it feel like right now it's particularly huge at all? <clears throat> um, not really, actually. I, I, I uh, Aurora... Um, blew up um, oh, 10 years ago I think even yeah she's been uh, around but I, but I think because of TikTok actually one of her songs became even more viral than it was and I think she was mentioned by Billie Eilish so 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 then everyone knew um, who she was suddenly which is very um, deserving for her because she's absolutely fantastic Sigrid also starts she's also been been going on for a while Maybe lately because of TikTok and social media, maybe the time that we've spent on social media has made mm-hmm. it possible for um, artists to kind of make their way even further. But yeah. for example, Girl in Red is also you know, a huge, huge Norwegian artist, but she hasn't been uh, promoted here. She, she made a really big break in, uh, internationally before even Norway kind of fetched her. Do you know Girl in Red? Yeah, well... All these artists, it just feels like in the UK in particular, they're suddenly becoming much more mainstream over oh. on the side of the world. Um, oh. I had, I'd, I've been aware of Aurora for a while, but yeah, it's just she's suddenly much more. Um, you see her a lot more on everywhere, really. It feels wow. like in Secrets on Radio 2, one of the biggest radio stations here now. Wow. So, yeah, from the UK perspective, it seems like, yeah, they've obviously been performing here for ages, but yeah. That's Certainly cool. There must, must be TikTok, don't you think? It must yes, be. Yes, definitely, partly, yeah. Equation, mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah just, uh, a really interesting thing is, over the pandemic, I keep speaking to people like yourself who've been to LIPA, the Liverpool Institute of mm-hmm. Performing Arts. I'd love to ask you about, yeah, what led you to Liverpool to study and how was that? Um, was it a big influence on what you do now? Do you feel it, et cetera, et cetera? I've always, uh, because I, I was born in Dubai and so I went to an international school, but it was a British school. Mm. Uh, so I was kind of brought up in British uh, schooling, kind of. And I always, um, so so everything with England kind of felt home. So I kind of knew I wanted to study in England. But um, also Lippa is very highly recognised here as a good music school. So uh, I applied, didn't know anyone though, but I, I applied and uh, I got a... Grantship, is that what you call it? Or like got uh, funding? Yeah, grant funding. Because mm. they give that to that school, which makes it uh, easy for, for Norwegians to, to go. So that's why I went. And I completely fell in love with Liverpool. I still love Liverpool. No, of course. Amazing um, musical heritage. Um, so what were you, was that more a music-based course you were doing there? Or were you pursuing acting at that time when you were in Liverpool? It was music. It was music, yeah. Songwriting and, and performance and some production. So it was like, it was a bachelor. Um, and I got a lot from school, but I think I got most from, I learned or got inspired mostly from 
from the people and uh, not just Liverpudlians, but also the international students from all over who went to the mm. school and just the streets and there's like there's some sort of romance in the city uh, yeah. that I really, really love. Um, so it has influenced me a lot in some way. I can't really pinpoint what, you can't really hear it, I think, because it's not very Liverpool. Because I feel like indie pop and indie rock is, no, or uh, at least indie rock was very prominent there. Um, yeah, for sure. In the music scenes, yeah. And like punk and stuff. No, absolutely. Um, I'm scared you get this asked this so much that I'm always don't want to ask, but do you feel foremostly an actor or a mus- musician or are you just grateful that you get to do both these amazing things of your life? Or? Um, I am grateful to do both, but I think that right now the roles I've had maybe... Um, I don't that uh, how do I how do I put that? I, I I really need substance, so like like a, like a uh, a depth in work I do, and I think that a lot of the roles I've had when I was younger and, and up to now have been maybe a bit more scraping on the surface, which is really mm-hmm. fun because it's really fun part to do and a community to be a part of. But I really need to dip, dig a bit deeper. And I feel like that's where my music kind of um, is. Um, yeah so so I would probably say maybe actually I do say musician when people ask mm. but if I talk longer to them I'll say both but I think it may be because I'm trying to also just twist it a bit because sometimes people will say actress only and that feels really wrong mm. <laughs> yeah it's interesting I've spoken to film composers who write music films and then they have solo projects and they just feel like they need that solo project because as incredible as film is, there's always that slight compromise of obviously it's a collaboration with the director and everyone involved in the mm. film. Do you feel like with your music solo project, that's you know that's a hundred percent you, and that gives you that solace from acting where you're yeah you know, being absolutely. literally directed? I don't know if, yeah, 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 absolutely. And I don't know if that's like a selfish thing or whatever, but I don't think it has anything to do with um, being selfish. Actually, I think it's when you make art, which is how I look at it not to sound pretentious but I I really do make music because I need to have that outlet I don't make music because I'm trying to do something popular that to me is a completely different thing and often if you try to do something popular I think you're going to have to collaborate with a lot of people to get everyone's viewing and everyone's opinion and then moderate it and then make it as much as much possible or likable for people and then you can have to strip down a lot of things and like hold back on on flavor because you need people to like it and understand it um but rather with music that you make and you're the only one then you can shape it exactly how you like and then you can get the exact idea that you had in your head um which is probably um or shape it as i needed to shape it in order to uh, use it as meditation or how to um um kind of not I'm not going to say rehab what was the word I'm looking for uh, therapeutic um, do you mean ther- yeah therapeutic yeah mm. not rehab <laughs> therapeutic and then when it's therapeutic for me I think that it can be therapeutic for others too if it's true does that make sense yeah of course I think rehab sort of works it can be almost like rehab sometimes if it, yeah, <laughs> after, a, yeah, after yeah. a tricky time yeah mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. Well, amazing. So just get acting out the way, I guess. How I'd just love to know how you landed the role in Ragnarok. And I'd just love to ask, because I, I just gleaned, there seems to be a really important message going with the show. And I'm very keen to watch it. I need to watch something that isn't American, for sure. So it'd be great <laughs> to watch a Norwegian show on Netflix as well. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear about that. 
Um, I've always been because I've been doing both music and acting. I've done also like musicals and stuff. And uh, then I did some comedy shows, which is very common in Norway if you're in mm-hmm. the music, uh, uh, acting community. And when you have done that, you kind of have a foot in. So then everyone kind of knows your face, not in a sense of uh, fame, but it's just in a sense of like casting wise. So the people who make uh, productions in Norway will know uh, some faces that have been dabbled with, with acting. And that's how, because I'd also been in Scum, which was a very popular show here mm-hmm. um, and then internationally. So they just asked me actually if I wanted to try out for the part. Uh, but I was in England at that time, so I couldn't come and do the part um, physically. So I had to do it on a self-tape. Uh, but I sent a couple of self-tapes over and it didn't it didn't take too much time before I actually got the parts and had to move. I remember I said to myself, if I get this role, because I heard at one point they told me it's um, it's between you and one other person. And I think that you're going to land it. That's what my agent said. And then uh, I was like, OK. And then I kind of thought to myself, if I get it, then I then it's meant to be. Then I'm moving home to do that. But if I don't get it, then it's meant to be that I'm staying in Liverpool and maybe moving to London. <laughs> I kind of like that, that yeah so it didn't have anything to do with me and I just and then I got it and I was like okay this is this is the next step now oh amazing so this role literally kept you in Norway at least for the time being yeah sounds like. yeah yeah, that's yeah so cool um and it, from what I've gleaned is it sort of Norse mythology applied to the problems we face in 2022 or whenever whenever it's set even sorry is, is that a correct mm-hmm. Yeah, does that sound yeah, right? Yeah, it is. It is uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, regarding or about uh, environmental issues, um, mm. for instance, and also, but also like power structures in a city and a lot of high school drama as well, but also kind of maybe like feeling of growing up and all those things that everyone can relate to, but with a, with a, a northern mythology twist. <laughs> yeah. So it's a fun mix. <laughs> were you, did you feel already well versed in? Norse mythology, or was this a bit of an education in that for you? Did you feel I can't remember having I it's so weird I can't remember having one lesson where we learned about it, but I knew so much and I have no idea where it came from. But it must have been just in the culture of Norway in some way, and sayings we have or just like references that we don't really know how we know. But mm. I did know quite a lot. But there's so much though. So I just knew the general, but I think I knew more than most people. In the in the world, though, obviously not in in Norway. Most people know a lot here. No, amazing. And then, yeah, so on to music. So, um, yeah, how's that been? Particularly the last two years, I suppose. Has that been an amazing place of solace? It sounds like for you and therapeutic, and leading up to releasing tendencies, your latest mm-hmm. single. Yeah, how, how's music been recently for you? Kind of shit, actually. <laughs> I have to be honest about that I mean I can say that I've had so much time to write and I really have but it comes to a point where you just have so much time but you have no life lived mm. kind of if you don't live you have nothing to write about and obviously there's, you can read books and you can watch films but you, you after the first year it was fine then I really really liked it and then I wrote a lot and I had a I felt like I could be calm and and really have time to write but then I just fell out of I can't really remember how it was to like live honestly Mm. it's weird and now it's like slowly going back but I'm still like wait how did I do this (laughs) do you feel like uh, you draw on the sort of external world a lot as a musician for inspiration and stuff and 
sounds like that became increasingly different the more we spent time indoors. Yeah, at least absolutely, and at least I mean, there, um, there's lots of there's lots of things you can write about uh, in in solitude and in loneliness, and that's for the new music I write. It's a lot about that because it's been a lot like that lately, but it's also. Um, you, you you want to be able to kind of look within yourself after an experience with people. You don't want to just be sitting, looking inwards, not not being a part of the rest of the world. And I don't think, it's just really sad. I mean, maybe, maybe I write good then, but it's still just really sad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but we, need, we need life around us in order to reflect on things. Because if you sit in a room and reflect on your own feelings and thoughts and and relations with people but you don't have any because there's no one around then you kind of I think you're going to start conspiring and so the feelings that you have aren't necessarily true it's just a paranoia storm kind of (laughs) Mm. yeah I think a lot of people found that hard didn't they often ideas come when you're at a live show or even in like an art gallery where you are today and stuff like that Mm. I guess it's not always sitting in your living room when inspiration will suddenly strike you out of nowhere so I think that's no. quite a common problem that a lot of people faced. Um, I mean, so we've, mm. I mean, I've mentioned tendencies. Was that when? Could you tell us when you wrote that? Was it a more recent song you created, or is it from the last two um, years? It's from the last two years. It's it's from last. Uh, so not the November that was, but November two thousand twenty. Yeah. Mm. Um, and and it's about. I mean, it's it's about. The uh, not feeling a part of something. It's like tendencies to call it a night, a whole night too early, going home, feeling too old for 23. And I'm still kind of in that. And it's kind of sad actually when, <laughs> that it was, you know, I wrote it a year ago, but it's still kind of true, the whole feeling around it. But I think mm. it's very much colored by the pandemic. But also, it's weird to have that change in age, like the early 20s in a pandemic state, well, but also without, but it kind of doesn't make it easier in a pandemic state because you, you're trans trans um you're changing a lot but then you can't really feel the change in the pandemic i don't know how no, to explain course. it um yeah that line you feel mentioned. It as well but it's kind of mm-hmm. Mm, mm-hmm. that lyric you mentioned that really stood out for me no after parties interest me i guess i'm old for 23 it partly stood out because i was really jealous because when i was 23 i was very interested in parties and so i'm very jealous of that um yeah could you just talk us through that line recurs in the chorus doesn't it and Mm. um yeah could you just tell us about um kind of what you're talking about and Mm. do you feel like you're sort of surrounded by extroverts who want to party all the time at your age and that sort of thing i mean i am i am an extrovert Mm -hmm. so it's very strange I mean, I think people are combinations of things. I don't think that people are either that or that. But I, I at least I used to be an extrovert. But then suddenly things didn't weren't as fun anymore. I don't know how to explain it. That's the only reason. That's why I write about it because it doesn't. I don't really know how to. I don't know what it is mm. or why I feel like it. But I, I, I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think you should be jealous of it because <laughs> I'm jealous of the people having fun. Yeah, I wish I could. So I'm talking about it in a kind of like a chill way, and there's no, no ways to look at it. And I, sometimes I know why. Maybe sometimes the conversations at parties aren't the topics I would like to talk about or whatever. But in the end, it's a feeling of solitude or like loneliness in a group of people with with a crowded room, kind of. Mm. Yeah, and that's not. No, I guess for me, I was 
very introverted, but I'd love parties because I would drink loads and suddenly I'd be this massive extrovert. Oh. <laughs> so really, yeah. Um, is that are you commenting on sort of is this friendship circles or the music industry where there's that some people describe it as very shallow, all these industry people that want to take you out and it doesn't always feel that authentic and real sometimes. Yeah, is it you're talking about just general socializing or um yeah, just the industry that you you find yourself in or? both, I think. But definitely authenticity and 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 grounded conversations is what makes sense to me. So when I'm in a group where conversations where where it's conversations are at a pace or a level like really high up in a or very airy, I don't know how to describe it, but like a bit superficial, I fall off. Yeah. And I I need this grounding thing. And that's why am I old? Like, do we have to talk about the war and Mm. how we lack rock and roll to be able to, I don't don't know what, I don't know what's going on really, but I think it's a nice thing. And I think that, because I know, I mean, I respect that some people like to talk about other things. And sometimes I do, but more and more, I found myself in situations where I, I need uh, the authenticity and the grounding or truth in some some sort and yeah. also in the industry mm. Mm. I guess the classic problem with these parties is if someone's more drunk than you and they're talking at you sort of at a mile an hour and mm. <laughs> you realise that conversation is very much coloured by the alcohol in the situation it's not really yeah. necessarily 100% authentic no. conversation so exactly. I know what you mean I mean, I haven't been to any big mm. industry parties. <laughs> um, in terms of <laughs> me, the sound, neither, really, actually. Oh, really? No, I, I, no. I feel like I feel like uh, no, um, the industry in Norway with the music is is much more pop related. So I kind of sometimes when we talk when we're talking about it now, like authenticity and 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 truth, I, I have to, I struggle to find it because people are so much more. Uh, they, they they are very um, surrounded by or they really love popularity and trends mm. um, and I feel like that kind of goes with the music a lot of music nowadays not just in Norway but in, in the world uh, it's really hard to find that like true voice and authenticity so absolutely um, mm. um, in terms of the sound of the song this is a good thing I'm really struggling to put it into words I suppose sort of spacious indie pop with your Norwegian flavour. Does that sound good to you? It's just it's a hard to define song. And how would you def- define it as a standalone song good. of your sound and, and also how it stands in your discography, I suppose, as well? How do you feel about that? I, 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 it, feels, it feels right. I don't know what it is. I know in my head what it sounds like mm. and what mood I'm in, but I don't really know what it is but i i was very inspired by soul when i when we wrote it and uh j- jazz so the the mm-hmm. we didn't put drums on on it before like until later and so i started singing it as kind of like a jazzy ballad and then we put drums on it to add some beat and then it just became something else but it it has the drums have has the like exact texture i want um but i don't know what it is I think that's a good thing, though, because then you're not trying to copy something. No, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what was the sort of creation process? Was it you just writing it at home on guitar or piano, or however you tend to do it, 
but obviously you were in isolation at this point and then did you eventually mm. make it to a studio or I don't know how much you produce your own music for example I actually it depends some some songs I write alone and some songs I write with someone um mm. this album I've written with or not written but in the studio so he's a producer and I'm the I'm the I make melody and, and uh, lyrics mm. and then he produces, but we, we do it together, but he's the hands-on producer. Um, but this one I wrote together with him where he played some chords I liked and then I sang on top and I found a melody and then we just kind of started from there and then we added a bass line and then the the chorus kind of just came and I knew what I was going to write about, it just came. So uh, it was a collabor- collaboration in studio. But in a really shitty small studio oh, really? outside of Oslo, yeah, that was what we could afford. Like, it was freezing, so cold. <laughs> I imagine this would be a typical problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, did, did you envision all these instruments being on the song? Or it sounds like it happened fairly spontaneously and naturally. And as you say, it helped you create the chorus out of it. Does that sound right? I kind of, it, it, often I can tell right away how I want it to sound. And then the hard process will be uh, to describe to the producer how I wanted to sound, but also he obviously coming up with ideas because the baseline was his idea, which is, does mm. so much. Um, but we, but he, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, but it depends on from song to song. But um, I normally can hear kind of like exactly what I want. Yeah, no, amazing. Um, mm. And so tendencies are we building up to understand? Is it? your new EP spaces. Um, is that right? Yeah. And um, yeah, what, what what can your fans expect? And um, I know I asked this about tendencies, but how do you feel it sort of sits in your discography versus your previous releases? Of any big shocks mm. and surprises to come? Or? Maybe a bit more um, mel- melancholy. melancholy? Mm-hmm. How do you say that? Melancholy or melancholy? Yes. Melancholy. Spot on, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, and a bit more maybe edge. I've, I really wanted, I wanted all of the songs to be um, live drums because in my last EP, it was more electronic drums and more electronic overall and more kind of poppy made and kind of more polished because I've worked with very many different producers. Mm. Um, and I wasn't really sure exactly how I wanted to sound. Um or, or I, I knew, but I couldn't. I didn't really know the way for it. I thought that what I made in the EP was the sound, but then in, in hindsight, I've been like, no, 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 no. That's not <laughs> how it was supposed to be. So this one is much more. The sound has taken time, and I've, I think uh, a tiny, 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 tiny spoon of grunge. I'm very inspired by Nirvana. Mm-hmm. You can't hear it because it's very. But to me, it makes sense in my songwriting, like how it's produced this album. And produced not only uh, with logic but like made how it's made. I have put some grunge in there. I needed some grunge. I don't know if it's it's just a thought I've had and it has really influenced the songs. But I don't think anyone can hear it. But it makes sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> some, oh, no, gr- some grittiness, I think. Or, uh, so it's more gritty. This one, it's not as nice. Yeah, a bit more Seattle in your uh, Norwegian. A tiny, music, tiny um, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so in terms of because you mentioned not always guessing the exact sound you want does that how do you how have you approached that this time is it being a bit more involved in the production because I know what you mean sometimes you're sat at the back of the room in a studio and you hear what they're doing and it takes a lot of confidence doesn't it to sort of say actually I don't like what you've done there mm. and it, it can be tough can't yeah. it yeah I think it can but I've never been that uh, t- that hasn't really been a problem 
for me mm. because I have been very adamant at like I, I know what I want but sometimes uh, I'll I'll so I'll sit I'm not only sit I'm like almost sitting next to them while they're while they're mm. working um but I think that uh, uh sometimes something can hear and have a different color in my head at that time but then afterwards I can see ah oh, no it's more like that so at that point when I made the EP I thought it was kind of more gritty than it was and then later I've heard no it's really really polished this is really really pop mm. so then I could kind of tell that I I listened to it wrong like I interpreted it wrong or made it a bit wrong in in my my opinion um mm. so yeah so very much in a co-producer role I mean do you, do you um sort of deliver demos to the producers you're working with typically or yeah, sometimes how do you, mm. sometimes yes Sometimes yeah. I'll have, uh, and then sometimes we start from scratch. But every single sound that's put in, I, I, it has to go through me. Like it's not like um, I'm doing the songwriting and he just kind of makes it. Because how you take a song, you can have a song and you can take it in, in one million different directions. And I think the hardest part um, for an artist finding their sound isn't necessarily. I mean, there is a lot of sound in, in songwriting and how you sing and your your personality but it has to reflect also with with, with the soundscape no of course um mm. yes yeah, so i'd love to ask we've touched on you learned a bit of production in um liverpool and um i mean do you have a bit of a setup at home that i'd just love to ask about mm. what, what you kind of use to create your sounds and demos and um yeah just talk a bit of a bit of gear really if you're interested in discussing a few bits mm. that you use I have I am so bad at gear but I have a lot of shit because I mm. love buying it but I'm not really very technical so I always I have really good stuff I have the sure the 75 microphone or whatever it's called is, it, is that oh. right the black one that looks like yes, a cone I believe so. and then uh, and it's really nice and I always love using it in studio but every time I'm using it by myself some sort of clingy or some um, beeping sound comes through and I even have the, you know, the extra voltage that you need for that microphone. But uh, some, I always fuck it up and I'm doing everything right because I, I know how to use Logic and, and everything. But for some reason, it always kind of has this weird sound when I use it. But I don't mind. That's the problem. So I, I just make my demos with that kind of <laughs> in the back. <laughs> but I've also made demos with my microphone on my phone in a cafe bathroom. I did that two weeks ago. Mm. And that works just as good with me. Like I don't need the sound to be good. I'm not very good at that. <laughs> yeah, I oh, no, but it, even if you you don't consider yourself that technical, it's so cool to hear what your setup is for because there's so many people in your position, right, who maybe don't mm -hmm. aspire to be some big shot producer, but they still want to be able to make decent songs in their bedroom, for example. Uh, do you have mm -hmm. like a, um, a sound card and speakers you're fond of that help you achieve the results you're after, the kind of thing? Yeah, I uh, I don't really use speakers, so I use headphones. Okay, cool. So I never really play it out loud. That's all because I live in a I live with two other people, yeah. and I'm really shy with making music. I hate I can't make music if they're home, so I just have oh, headphones. Man. But I do have speakers, but I never use them. But I have an org stage um, with all the buttons on the piano, but I don't really know how to use the buttons, so I I only use the buttons with the different sounds I like. But every other single, um, every other effect and all, which is really what you pay for for that, that mm. piano i don't use that all but uh but the sounds are enough for me like the default sounds and then i have my microphone i sometimes switch microphones 
um, and then obviously a sound card or interface. Yeah, that's that's the word. Yes. And um, yeah, which one, which a, one do you use? Uh, what's the red one called? Oh, is it the is it the um, focus? I actually just changed Fo- uh, focus right. Yeah. Yeah, Scarlet, solo one. Yeah, because I used to have the Steinberg one, and that one mm. just also fucked itself up, and I couldn't I couldn't make it work. And I called the, like the customer service and everything, but they said, you've done it all right. But there's something with technology. There's always something when I touch it, <laughs> it doesn't work exactly right. So I ended up because I couldn't make it, I guess it to get it to work. So I just actually bought some new one. But this one, I can actually get to work. But yeah. I bought it only with one hole. So I don't have to have too much to like think about. So like one, <laughs> Amazing. one, I sound awful now, but yeah. Amazing. Uh, oh, so last, <laughs> last gear question. Do you use many... For demos and stuff, do you use many plugins at all? Or um... no, I had a friend who cracked, who cracked. So he like downloaded a couple yeah, of yeah, yeah. Uh, illegal. Yeah. yeah, so I got some <laughs> of them, but I never really, I never really, I don't know if I use them or not because I, I just, I just use, I don't know what I use. I just really improvise and I just found find sounds that I like and use the plugins that are there. Um, mm. But in my Logic. producer, for example, he has yeah, in Logic. He has all of the insane um, plugins and he's really, really into that. And when he uses them, for example, if I have a demo and I've used the Logic sounds, but like tweaked, uh, tweaked them a bit, he'll, he'll, he'll come with his plugins and he'll kind of interpret what I've made, but with much better plugins, mm. which is a much better way for me than to do it myself because I'm not really, I'm just not that interested in that part. No, of course, of course. Um, mm. Amazing. Well, thanks so much for talking to us. And then finally, um, yeah, how's how's the rest of the year looking for in terms of releases? And hopefully, sounds like you're desperate to perform more. And then, um, mm. and then as a fo- sort of double pass, a final question: What while well, the red carpet's still out for you, what what do you feel like would be if someone wanted the best possible introduction to your music? Where would you um, send them? Would it be a particular song or EP or project? Um, yeah, that'd be amazing if you wouldn't mind. Another uh, uh, of of my own or some other artist. Yeah, no, introduction mm-hmm. to you and what you do. Of someone else or what? No, what no, I've so made? like a song by you or an EP. Oh, you, oh. If you feel like so it's the best yeah. introduction to you, really. Mm, I would say the whole whole space is EP, really. I think mm-hmm. if I can if I can do the whole album because I feel I feel like it has um they're quite different the songs, but they also have a wholeness which makes sense. Because you mm. can be a lot of different things and you can be contradictions, but in the end it makes sense. And I think that's um, kind of how I want it to sound. Mm. And um, throughout the year, I hope, I don't know, I hope uh, um, I hope things open up. I really hope that the pandemic will just not be a threat like it has been and that we can start just looking at it as a normal influenza or uh, the flu um kind of at least when if people are vaccinated mm, is that yeah i'm told the next wave or whatever you call it will basically be like the cold now so hopefully um yeah, do you yeah. have any um do you have any concerts booked yet or is it all about yeah i have a concert uh, 25th of march i was a bit afraid that it would be cancelled but it looks mm. like because we're opening i think in 10 days so i'm going to do that and then i'm doing a festival in denmark and then we'll see what the summer Brings. I hope some, the summer will yeah. bring some. I'm really looking forward to that. I want yeah. the winter to be over. I want summer to come, and I want music. Yeah, people. of course. 
And in March, yeah. are you playing in, in Norway, in Oslo, I presume? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, well, thanks so much for talking to us. It's been amazing. Um, and I'll no, I urge everyone to um, check out Tendencies and all your projects. And Do. of course, Ragnarok is on, it is on Netflix here in the UK, of course. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thanks so much. And have a lovely time. Hope you you, um, get out of that museum. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Thank you so much. Cheers. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.